The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. Wednesday morning and welcome to another edition, another hump day edition of Analyze This here on your NPR station in the U.S. version of WTJXFM with yours truly, Neville James, on a beautiful day in paradise, a little cloudy, but it's nice. You had that visibility that we had towards the latter part of December, early January, but still where you want to be. Uh, this time of year, back in the studio, you know, OL1. I got I got nicknames for it, right? On location one. Uh, yesterday over there in St. Thomas at the Delhi Deck uh, was a success, right? Definitely got a lot of people to thank today uh, for making that happen. Um, you know, it might appear to be, you know, seamless and, you know, just show up and start talking and hanging out with the boys. Donald Duck's cool and I'm on the Rocky Labor, but a lot of work uh, that goes into that, you know. I keep uh, reminding myself, you know, to definitely give a shout out to uh, all the players, of course, the WTJX family. Uh, starts with them, you know, thought about that. And the leadership, you know. Uh, and of course, uh, the actual location, the Delhi deck, you know, we chose the Delhi deck because we were aware of uh, um, the history that that spot has had. Many uh, uh, elected official and uh, political pundit uh, have hang out at the Delhi deck. Uh, uh, so we, I think we chose the right spot. You know what I'm saying? So we're good with that. I also want to give a, a shout out uh, to the GRS, um, Mr. Roy Moorhead. Of course, you know, the Haven State Mall uh, is a GERS property. You know what I'm saying? So when you're doing something over there, you got to, you know, uh, work on logistics, uh, you know, parking, all that stuff. So, um, like I said, OL1, right? On location one. Uh, was the joint. And we're looking forward to doing it again, St. John and St. Croix. Uh, um, we'll figure out uh, ideal spots uh, to make that happen and, and work on what I believe will be a uh, a good rotation. You know what I'm saying? So I want to thank everybody uh, who was listening, tuned in, sending the comments. Uh, and I really appreciate that, you know. Sometimes I need that to, to know that uh, you, you're you having that kind of impact. So we, we like that. Of course, you know, the governor <clears throat> is going to be joining us today. Uh, anytime now, as far as I know. And uh, he actually worked his way through uh, uh, yesterday as well. So uh, that was a good... Conversation. We didn't really get into true detail there because, you know, we were actually just, you know, looking at the morning after uh, him giving his sixth uh, state of the territory address. But uh, we're glad that he made some time. I know he was making his rounds. So we're good with that. Want to give a shout out to um, the uh, WTJX uh, panel and, and host for the uh, post. Um, State of the Territory Address discussion, which I thought um, touched on a number of important points that we're actually going to expound on with the Gov 
uh, when he gets in in the studio uh, this morning. But like I said, we're going to make the run. Hey, Rufus Tombo, good looking out, man. Thanks for, um, you know, working your way through and all that stuff. Uh, didn't get you on the mic this time, but we will uh, eventually. You know, though, uh, about that. The senators as well. You know, had a, a number of senators who um, uh, worked their way uh, through, got them on the mic, uh, which is good. Senator President, uh, the finance chair, um, Senator Bulkers, that large senator who actually spoke for St. John. Um, and, uh, that, that was good. It really was good. And we got the union, we got a union voice. Um, great conversation with John Woods, uh, the president of the St. Thomas, St. John uh, Chamber of Commerce. Uh, uh, he he is. You know, some people just have that skill to, you could just talk to them, you know, just just sit along and rapping with them. And he looks like one of those guys who, you know, when you sit along and rap, man, uh, you got that uh, demeanor that, you know, after you finish talking with him, you're going to learn something. And he brought up a very, very good point yesterday that I want to, uh, you know, for those who weren't listening, for, to, for us to think about going forward. Uh, when we have discussions about projects and all that stuff, right? He said, you know, um, a contractor or whomever, you know, if they're getting into a multi-year uh, project, right, and they submit a proposal, um, for example, let's say the, the project runs from July 1, 2024 to June 30th, 2026, Right, a full two years. Um, he said, "You know, I always remember that uh, the contractor is always looking at the the cost of material, or what what he believes the cost of material might be. You know, down the road. For example, um, if you buy material um, in the month of July and August of 2024, that might not be the price um, in 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 July." And August of 2025, you know, so that's something you got to uh, factor in there uh, as well. So that's a good, that's a good, um, uh, what you don't want is for contractors to use that as a justification to jack up a bid price, you know what I'm saying? Or a bid uh, submittal. Uh, but it is a reality, you know, in particular uh, over the last four or five years where the supply chain's been impacted and all that, so. Uh, that was a great, great conversation. I like that. And I definitely want to thank Docs and Rakido, you know, for um, making the first uh, on-location OL1, uh, you know, making me comfortable, you know, because uh, it's like that. Nakita Russell, uh, master producer, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to these uh, projects and we do at these events, so we uh, definitely want that. And, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, Rufus Tumble done. Hooking up again, he uh, he said uh, one another another uh, item that we talked about um, with the uh, Chamber of Commerce president, Mr. Woods. He said uh, he said uh, concrete, right? The price of concrete uh, uh, is uh, regulated in Puerto Rico, right? And not regulated in sink in the Virgin Islands. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, there's a that that impacts, you know, costs for projects and all that stuff. So, you know, little things like that. 
you know, impacting why, you know, things are, you know, priced at what they are here in the Virgin Islands as opposed to right next door. I don't really like to get into comparisons with Puerto Rico simply because you're talking what, you know, at a ceiling, 4 million people uh, versus us at our ceiling, 100 and 510,000. So right off the bat, you know, 40 times, times one, 40 to one, I mean. However, it's right next door, you know. Uh, one of the things I will never <clears throat> uh, you know, forgive the powers that be for is um, even, even though we're under the American flag, right, the fact that petroleum products were being manufactured literally, not figuratively, literally in our backyard. And we were paying through the wazoo for it was fundamentally wrong. You know, that that's murder, man. You know, right in Estate Paul, Estate Hope, Estate Blessing, down on the south central side of St. Croix, we had at one time the largest refinery in the Western Hemisphere and one of the biggest in the world. And then later on, right, when they entered into that joint venture agreement with Petroleos de Venezuela, right, the state-owned oil company, and we had that joint venture, Pedevesa, and they were manufacturing, you know, petroleum products right there. We were still paying a ridiculous amount of money for the finished product and for what WAPA was was uh, uh, using, you know, as a as a um, energy production general uh, commodity, you know, and when they're paying eight cents a gallon for gasoline in Venezuela, right? And we did a joint venture with them, and we paying two eighty, three twenty. Three sixty-four dollars. Everybody knows what happened in, in the in the summer of two thousand eight. You know, if there was ever a time that it sh- there should have been some uh, uh, relaxation to allow for us to benefit for that, not only because it was littering in our backyard, but because um, you know we were impacted environmentally. If you manufacture in that, you know, that crude, and we're a front leg community, and I learned that from Randy Russell, you know, where's the benefit? You know, that happened for 46 years. You never gave us our excise tax money back that we should have had. And, you know, that's, that's, that's lame, man. And that's billions of dollars that left the territory that will never come back. You know, circulation, I want. But that's a, a topic uh, for another day. Now, Rima Williams is going to be joining me a little bit. Um, I saw on Twitter uh, that uh, um, the the lottery uh, office is back in business uh, beginning today. And uh, uh, he texted me, wanted to come on uh, for a minute or two. So he's on the line right now. Uh, good morning, Director Williams. How are you? Morning, sir. Morning, 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 morning. How's everything? How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Awesome, awesome. It's a 
awesome day to be alive and living in the Virgin Islands. Um, I just wanted to call to let our um, gaming community know that the VR Lottery is um, up and operational today. Um, as you know, we're down for a full week trying to recover um, our systems and, and get things back in place. So we are open today um, at 8 o'clock. Um, we are going to continue the sales um, for drawing number 1025. That's the drawing that was on sale when our system got um, messed up. So tickets will be on sale today and tomorrow for drawing number 1025. And the drawing will happen, that should have happened on January 18th, will actually happen tomorrow. Um, so that will take care of that draw period. And then tickets will go on sale for our next drawing. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm getting a little worse here, but our next draw will take place on February 15th, the weekend of Act Fair and what we refer to as Lovers Week, which is Valentine's. That ticket will go on sale on Friday. Um, because we lost a full week, um, where, whereas our, drawing, our next drawing would have been on February 1, we're pushing that drawing out, so the next drawing... Well, actually, on February 15th, it gives our dealers and our customers a little longer to purchase their tickets. And as a, as a part of that drawing, we're going to be doing some bonus prizes like we've done generally when we do our extraordinary draws. So there's a little more put in, in the pudding for that draw for um for that weekend, actually weekend. Now, let me, let me ask this question. Hey, one more time. I get this right. Um, we're back in business today, so we're selling tickets for the for the for the upcoming draw today and tomorrow. And the draw is gonna be tomorrow evening. The draw is gonna be on Friday. On Friday. On Friday. Okay, okay. Because you said tomorrow, so the draw is gonna be Friday. The twenty. No, no we're selling tickets for the current drawing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. So 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 the, the the draw that was supposed to be on the eighteenth, right, is now right. going is now going to be on the twenty sixth. Friday the twenty sixth. Right? Yeah, on Friday. Okay, so tickets are available. Lottery tickets for that draw are available today and tomorrow. And then we draw right. on Friday. And then and then fresh set of tickets for the next draw is going to be on, which which will be on the 15th, right? Correct. That's a Thursday, Thursday the 15th? Right. Okay, good. So that'll be, that'll be three weeks, right? Between right. 20 days, right. 20 days to be exact, between... Friday and that particular day, right? Right. Okay, right. good. Okay, so, good. Um, one of the reasons why we, we, we're continuing in the format is because um, I'm, I'm not sure if you are familiar with the term throw-out day, but what happens is that um, in a regular draw schedule or cycle, that every drawing, the day before the drawing, tickets that weren't purchased by or assigned numbers that weren't purchased by the dealers, those numbers become available for sale to any and everyone. Okay. So that, that will happen tomorrow. So if the dealer hadn't bought the number and a customer comes to look for the number, even the dealer, because we have dealers that purchase tickets, they live as the numbers, but they purchase tickets from the St. Croix back and vice versa. 
So yeah, it gives you, and we also are going to be making probably the payment. So if somebody had a winning number from a previous draw, and, and they need to cash it, they can come into that. And I'm just asking our claim community to be patient for us because we're testing. We, I mean, we did all our testing that stuff, but you just never know. So we, we just keep our fingers crossed and hoping that all goes well. But we just need people to be patient. I got a snapshot of my Sinclair lobby at 7.40 this morning. Pack. Ram, jam, pack. Yeah, walk walk. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, that's good. That's good. And I'm sorry that you had that breach. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah. but but things happen, and, and and the most uh, it actually it actually tells you uh, that the breach happening. You know, when you look at it uh, in the macro, uh, it, it actually tests your current structure, right? It lets you yeah. know where you are and what gaps you might need to fill and all that. Absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. Yeah. Hey, well, good, man. Congrats. Glad, glad to be back in, bu- in business. Uh, tell Jackie Mice I up, man. <laughs> all right. So uh, good luck. And good luck to all of the, uh, uh, all the uh, dealers and all of the, 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 those who play the lottery. Because you know the, you know the Fungi, the Fungi slang from back in the day, right? When you play the VI lottery. Sure. Everybody win, right? Yeah, <laughs> Everybody win, right? So, so back in the day. Thanks a lot, uh, director, and good luck. Okay, okay, good. You got it. So, um, uh, the lottery's back in business. Had a breach last week, um, but uh, we're good. Um, he came out last week Wednesday and uh, just woke up to, to speak about the breach. So, I'm glad that we had the chance to speak with him to let him know what's going on. So, the drawing is Friday. Okay, that's the 26th, and uh, and then um. Later that afternoon, <clears throat> tickets are going to be available uh, for the next drawing, which is going to be uh, Thursday the 15th, right? So, um, Valentine's Falls on the 14th, okay? You know how that is, right? February 14th, that's a Wednesday this year. And then the, the fair, right? The ag fair uh, happens on the 17th, uh, 18th, and 19th of February, President's Day weekend, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So, we'll take a break. Come back, hopefully, on uh, the Gulf. We'll get into the studio. You know, he got a lot of run-ins and all that stuff. And we'll talk about the state of the territory. Period. a fresh start. The Bank of St. Croix provides in-person service, personal and business checking account, online banking, and mobile apps for banking on the go, a non-profit community investment checking account, and a 24-hour banking cash management platform. There are two locations, one in Gallus Bay and one in Peter's Rest. The Bank of St. Croix has something for everyone. Contact a customer service specialist for details regarding our non-profit community investment checking account. Member FDIC. Hi, I'm Peter Sangal. You spent the week listening to the news. Don't you think you deserve to show off what you've learned on Wait, Wait, We Give You a Chance to Impress Your Friends with Your Knowledge of International Incidents, Political Gaffes, and the Latest Advancement in German Nudists? You'll be the life of the party or the death. Either way, you'll make an impression and you can thank Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. 
sometimes you need a moment to just step back, relax, and listen to your favorite song. I'm Raina Duris, and on the next World Cafe, maybe I can help you find something new to love, or maybe remind you of something you've been missing. There's so much music out there to enjoy, so take a moment, take a breath, and tune in to World Cafe. Weekdays at 10 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. So I spent the past year trying to figure out what news designed for 21st century humans might look like. One of the things that really stuck with me was that we now know that humans actually need hope to get up in the morning. And I don't think as a journalist, I ever thought about it that way. We're always looking for new and better ways to understand the world we live in. That's On Point with me, Meghna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. And we're back here uh, on Analyze This uh, and uh, waiting for the Gulf uh, to make an appearance. You know, yesterday they had a primary in New Hampshire, right? And uh, it was interesting because on the Republican side, make sure I get a result here, going to the New York Times. Um, the former president, Donald Trump, who is uh, seeking the GOP nomination in 2024. Uh, he was victorious, defeated uh, Nikki Haley. Uh, right now, they have, uh, with 91% of the votes counted, this is New York Times, as of uh, this minute, 721 Eastern Time, which is 821 our time, 54.5% uh, with 163,700 votes to Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley is 43.2% at 129,646. So if they apportion delegates according to the amount of people who voted, and that's what they do in the nominating process, uh, Donald Trump gets 12, and Nikki Haley gets 9. Ron DeSantis, who dropped out on Sunday, he got 0.7%. Right? So he got 2,046 votes. So they got the total reported right now is 300,098 300, voters. Right? 300098. And... Uh, former President Donald Trump is at 54.5%, 163,700. This is interesting. You know, like like to delve into numbers, right? Um, the president won the Iowa caucus nine days ago, right? Which was eight days before the primary on the 8th of January. Was the 8th or the, no, the 15th of January. I'm sorry, 15th. And he got 50.9% of the caucus votes then. What's interesting is that, you know, when you compare the two, first from, just from a percentage standpoint, really can't compare them because they're two different terrains, uh, what have you, right? With DeSantis dropping out, the president went from a 50.9% winner in Iowa to a 54.5% winner in New Hampshire, right? That's an increase of 38 Six percent, but DeSantis was good for twenty percent of the vote in Iowa, I believe. Right, let me look at the election results in Iowa. Mm, see if I could pull that up uh, to see the actual percentage that DeSantis got. Iowa caucus twenty twenty four. Missy, get the results here. Yeah, DeSantis got twenty one point two percent. And Nikki Haley got 
and the government, the president, the former president got 51% in Iowa. So it looks like, and that's when you look at the numbers like that, right? That with DeSantis dropping out, you know, you would want to like split whatever percentage was going to vote for him in New Hampshire. But Nikki Haley had a very good showing. The president didn't like the fact that she came out and spoke positively about her second place finish. He would look like he was insulted. You know, he, he went after her last night. The one time they, they used, they said um, Donald Trump laced uh, into uh, uh, Nikki Haley, right? And uh, she said she's in till the next caucus, which is the latter part of uh, February in her home state of South Carolina, even though she's trailing uh, uh, in her home state because uh, based on the um, polling numbers, right, the president's supposed to, the former president is leading on there, but he was leading, he was supposed to be winning, they had him leading, winning New Hampshire in some polls by 22%, and now the, the margin is, is, is 11%. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, uh, clearly, the Republicans would want to consolidate uh, around uh, the presumptive nominee, which is going to be um, Donald Trump. Well, that's interesting. Now, for the rating campaign, you know, for the Democratic primary, let me put it that way, of which uh, President Biden did not register to be a part of because he wants South Carolina to be the first primary for the Democrats. Remember, they didn't have a caucus in Iowa either, right? It appears that... Uh, the president um, writing campaign uh, was successful because you had um, Dean Phillips and Miss Williamson uh, writing right writing campaign campaign right uh, and the, the 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 current president I think he uh, let me see one hour ago looking at CNN now. It looks like you end up on, let me see what percentage he got. Let's see what percentage he has here. Okay, this is CNN. CNN got a percentage. He just got um, an article. Let me find one of these. Uh, <clears throat> uh, see if I could go on there. Bam, bam, bam. If I know which. Okay. What about 64%? This is the Washington Post. You know, I got a subscription to like. 10 newspapers. Don't hold it against me. Right? With about 64% of the Democratic ballots counted, writing campaigns had taken roughly 73% of the vote. And the overwhelming majority of those were expected to be for Biden. Right? Dean Phillips ran far behind with about 21% of the vote. And, this, and self-help author Marianne Williamson took roughly 4% in a rural primary unlike anything the state has seen before. Because normally the Democrats participate in the Iowa caucus and the New Hampshire uh, primary. But one of the things that they noticed last time, right, is that they don't believe these two states reflect what the American population looks like right now, right? These are demographics that are heavy Caucasian, and as it stands right now with um, more Latinos, um, uh, the African American, I like to say black population, and being like 12, 13, 14 percent, depending on where you're at, 
And in these states, that's not the case. You know, Iowa, New Hampshire, we're looking at what, 96, 97% Caucasian. So that's the reason why uh, they, you know, decided, you know, we, we got to South Carolina, which is closer to the demographics, right? Now, one of the things that's interesting is the former president, you know, going after um, Nikki Haley for running second in New Hampshire. Need I remind everyone, right? So he was saying, like, she acting like she win. You know, why she, you know, coming up at her after party and talking like that. And she got 40, almost 45%. She got right to think positive. You know why? Because Joe Biden, I think he finished fifth in New Hampshire four years ago, right? He left New Hampshire even the, the before before the 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 the, uh, the primary, he went down to South Carolina, and he ended up being president. You know what I'm saying? So, if he couldn't get five percent or ten percent in 2020 and became president, you know why shouldn't Nikki Haley be upset and and think positive after getting over forty percent, going up against a former president with high visibility like Donald Trump? You know, but you know how he is already, right? If you don't fall in line behind, you right, he don't act up. And boy, did he act up last night. Then he had, you know, he had his boys uh, on the stage, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, Tim, Tim Scott, all of them been there, you know. And uh looks like they've, they've coalesced. The problem with them is they've given the public the impression that the only reason why they ran is because they want to be vice president. And, uh, you know, that, that, that looking kind of, you know, Shady, for the lack of a better term, you know. But it is what it is. Um, can't deny um, the magnetism on the Republican side of uh, former President uh, Donald Trump. So it's it's interesting, you know. I will uh, continue to to look at that and make that work. Okay. So here we go. Right. Um, Uh, Joe Biden, right, with 90% of the votes in, right, um, had 105,957 total votes, right? Joe Biden, 54,570. Dean Phillips, 20,976. On process ratings, 14,967. Okay. Joe Biden got 51.5%. Dean Phillips got 19.8%. On process ratings at 14.1%. And you got all the different candidates. Got a long list of names here. Even got Donald Picard. Right? It was Pickard here. Okay? got a K in it. You know Donald Picard, you know. He's, he's a big time fortune elder back in the day. So when I saw that name, I said I got mentioned on one. Right? But I believe the... The president walking, I mean the governor. <laughs> I think, the, I think the, the, the governor walking you into the studio. You have to have some headphones, get comfortable, uh, and all that stuff. You have to have one And then, uh, and then we good. I mean, so the governor here uh, coming in is in the studio. Normally, you know, come in kind of laid back today, but he looked 100% presidential today. Okay, you got some, you got some runnings. 
Right? So, so as much as I say, he looked presidential, right? But you know, he is the governor of the Virgin Islands. Good morning, Governor. Welcome to the studio. Nice talking to you for two days in a row, man. We're setting records here. Good morning. Good morning, Virgin Islands. Yeah, we got some, we got press conference at 11. Uh, more good news for the Virgin Islands, but. St. Croix, St. Thomas. St. Croix. Okay. We, um, but is, but um, that was nice yesterday. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thanks for being a part of it, man. We, that was really nice. We, we, we nicknamed it OL1, on location one. You know what I mean? So we look into the two and three in St. John and St. Croix or St. Croix and St. John. You know, um, I don't try and bite her. I would think, I was like, I was telling Richard <laughs> yesterday, I was like, I think, I think never let on to something with that. We need to do that too. We need to get live audience. Well, that's what they do in um, these cities, right? When they close off streets, like down in New Orleans, they, 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 in the French Quarter, you know, right. it's a, uh, there's something about doing something around the people and in and, a, in and amongst the people. I think that worked for us uh, yesterday. You know, you know where would be a, like an a, a awesome place to do that? Where? Like a Thomas or Daniel's Bakery. Yeah, of course, yeah, but that's, that's, that's what the on locations are about, man. That's what they're about, you know what I'm because saying? So, real, real people that go to them that's, yes, and get bushed. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> one, one reluctance, though. Some people don't like being on camera. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They lay to walk. It's 8.30 <laughs> and they're now getting pressed. Bushed. Going to walk. Uh, yeah. like but they got, to me, they'd have a legitimate excuse that day. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no. You got, you got a legitimate excuse when you reach 7.50 uh, and yeah. I'm talking to 8.10. You come in at 8.10 to get your bushed to go to work for 8 o'clock. You know, you know it is. You know it is. <laughs> so let me ask this question, right, right off the bat. You, you give the sixth day to the territory address and then you hear um, some questions. Here's the one big question with respect to that address. What happened to agriculture? I heard that uh, in the post um, address discussion on Channel 12. What was it about agriculture this year that folks are saying we didn't hear anything or enough about agriculture? You know, you know, I guess because they're good. <laughs> I mean, like, so uh, when uh, Commissioner uh, Peterson came on, you know, the deal was, I'm going to give you $10 million, and you decide what you want to do with it, and you're good. So that actually, he has a press conference today, which is a good announcement. And then... Commissioner Peterson? Yeah. Yeah? They say, yeah, it's an agriculture press conference. Not necessarily associated tightly with agriculture, but associated with um so he has a number of initiatives that we doing like yesterday i went to puerto rico you know we uh i didn't announce that either there's actually a task force now the u.s army corps of engineers mm -hmm. out of jacksonville created a task force to produce the permitting in puerto rico and the virgin islands in puerto rico now okay so we have we got a whole group of people just dedicated to our permitting so yesterday was the inaugural uh, inauguration essentially of their office. We was we were at El Moro. Oh yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah it was really nice. Yeah. Jennifer Colon, the um the delegate to Congress from Puerto Rico, the resident commissioner. That's my class meeting. Is it? Well, me I'm positive Lorraine Berry sent She remind me of Lorraine Berry. <laughs> freshman freshman <laughs> senators that positive Nelson and Neville James to the Eastern Leadership Academy in Philly in September two thousand five. Got gotcha. you. And Jennifer uh was uh Part of that class, man. You so. know she's running for governor. Yeah, 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 yeah. I go go look for work. Yeah, I got mixed. <laughs> <laughs> I got, well, I got mixed fun. emotions there. You know, Governor Pierre Luis is a friend of mine as well too. So you know, I mean, that's a cool like, dude, man. Yeah, yeah. I love Pedro. He's like, yeah. you know, 
He really like you the know, resident a, commissioner is their title, Doug. Right? right. He uh, was a yeah. resident commissioner as yeah. well too. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I was down there yesterday um, for that, and you know, you meet interesting people at these things, and mm-hmm. we met. This this young lady introduced me to an engineer who I know were working for Port Authority um, down there and say, no, you, you know our new engineer working for a building. They're doing some work out at the National Guard, uh, redoing the garages and stuff. So I was surprised. I was like, you didn't work for Port Authority? He's like, no, man, I left. I had another opportunity. So our young people, you know, moving and, and grooving uh, all the time. And then I met another gentleman who said... That so they're dug in Puerto Rico, no? He's in St. Thomas, but he's working for that Puerto Rican company. company okay. And then uh-huh. I met another gentleman, and he was like, I just want to introduce myself. I'm doing the watershed study in Bordeaux. Okay. And that's what we've been working on to try to get, that's going back to agriculture. That's a that's a DPNR and a Vitima thing, right? Yeah, it's DPNR uh, mostly. What, what, what are you talking about? No, it's it's a, watershed a, a, the watershed in a joint DPNR. Study. UVI, UVI, uh, agriculture. Okay, because we okay. had we had we had twenty million dollars to run water, really to border primarily for the farmers. Mm-hmm. But the the they were talking about get, taking it through the water on the ground pipeline from Wapa around the coast. In and you know it would take too long. The engineering alone, we'd have run out of time and we would have losing money. So mm-hmm. we're looking at wells and stuff down there. Down there, I had promised the farmers to give them a fund that they could borrow from because USDA grants are reimbursable. Okay. All right? So, But they don't have the money to do their initial work. So part of that money is is, is for that as well, too. So then there's going to be a Virgin Islands grant to the agriculture industry then? The $10 million? Yeah. yeah. No, it's the ARPA money that I just That's gave money. $10 okay. million dollars of. And I said, hey... So another part of it is, you know, the farmer's been uh, complaining to me that they don't have machinery and they don't have people to come and till the land. So equipment was part of that um, purchase uh, that he's supposed to do too. And some other things that he wanted to do um, with forestry and different things that he wants to get involved in. So we didn't mention it this year because... So when, so when, is, when is Akil, Commissioner Akil... Press conference this afternoon? It's 11 o'clock today. Oh, so that's a, oh, oh, I do, it's a part of your thing? Well, it's not his. It's really it's my thing, but it's his thing. You okay, know, it's Alawi okay. thing. Okay, good. <laughs> we, we're gonna take a we're gonna take a break. I got a joke for you from Marvin Pickering when we come back uh, right after this. Uh, the governor's in the house. We're gonna get into the runnings of the Virgin Islands. He already gave the state to the territory. Now we're gonna talk about the runnings. Be back right after this. the news gets more complex and changes through the day, you need more than just a quick headline check. Here and Now keeps you connected to your world between Morning Edition and All Things Considered as the news and the people shaping it are changing in real time. I'm Robin Young. Follow along on Here and Now, NPR News weekday afternoons. From 2 to 4 on WTJX-FM, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. These days, people go to great lengths to shed the stress of daily life. There's acupuncture, deep tissue massage, meditation, yoga. At All Things Considered, we offer our own type of healing, invigorating news stories that span the rainbow of human experience. Nourish your mind and escape from the ordinary 
weekdays on All Things Considered from NPR News. From 5 to 8 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1. Hi, I'm Peter Sagal. You spent the week listening to the news. Don't you think you deserve to show off what you've learned on Wait, Wait, We Give You a Chance to Impress Your Friends with Your Knowledge of International Incidents, Political Gaffes, and the Latest Advancement in German Nudists? You'll be the life of the party or the death. Either way, you'll make an impression and you can thank Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. The PBS NewsHour has a rich legacy of in-depth reporting and strong storytelling. Only four people have sat in that chair before us, and the enormity of this moment is not lost on me. People turn to us because they know they can hear from trusted sources of information and news. That won't change a bit, even as the faces behind the desk change. Good evening, I'm Jeff Bennett. And I'm Amna Nabaz. Weekdays at 7 p.m. on WTJX TV, Channel 12. So, uh, we are back here in uh, the studio, and we've got uh, the boss here, uh, the, the chief executive for the voice, and uh, the boss, WTJX is trying to sing. I'm make that clear, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. So, Bobby, I'm going to tease him because right when you came in, I was talking about the presidential primary yesterday in, yeah. in New Hampshire. So, I, I I referred to you as the president, right? My mistake. So he tell me I had a Donald Trump moment, right? <laughs> in two in two in, two instances, when uh, we got hit by Roman Maria, then Governor Matt met with President Trump, and one of the um, warships they came down to Puerto Rico. That's right. And that's when you know they first had the had the first conversation. So then the, the, the president later that afternoon said, you know, I met with the president of the Virgin Islands. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. right? So, they, so they had fun with that. And then Friday night, uh, he kind of um, lost his bearings and referred to um, Nikki Haley as Nancy Pelosi, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, so, yeah, yeah, I, I, I had that. Let me ask this question, though, right, um, about the finances of the, the Virgin Islands. We, we got into agriculture. We got good things going on agriculture, so that's the reason why we didn't hear more about it. My suggestion to you for address seven and eight, always include agriculture going right. forward, right? Even if it's, even if it's quick. Right. Um, because food security is big. That's a big, that's a concern for the people of the Virgin Islands. So always, always remember that. But as it relates to the finances, why would Friday we, we make this declaration about cash um, not being as available or in reserve. I think that's a better term because there were days when we had 30 days of cash and the OMB director said, it's not like that right now, in advance of a Monday night address. I don't understand that, so, that, that comment. Please please explain that for the so, public. Yeah, and if we got time today, so I could really tell you the story. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, you know, honestly, my esteemed chief of staff, I'm going to blame Carl, is, you know, always trying to make sure that we run government the way it's supposed to do. So, and in and, and, and four years under my belt, five years now under my belt and reflection, I said, you know what? You know, we, we always figure out a problem and then we go to the legislature and then they 
they they cuss me because I don't bring the problem. I didn't involve them in the process. I don't, you know, should have no respect for the office. So I said, okay, well, we got a couple of problems. One problem is, you know, WAPA needs to get paid. I mean, they have $14 million that is rightfully owed to them by the hospitals and waste management. Waste management then paid a bill in like two and a half years. Then we have a cash flow issue. So I was in the legislature. Take $14 million from the proceeds we have from all these lawsuit settlements and pay WAPA off. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's a bill. The, you know, is it not like we giving WAPA the money? They owe the money. The hospitals... And WAPA. Educate, educate the public to the best of your ability. We get a lawsuit, um, X amount of money coming to the Virgin Islands. What's the process as it relates to expending that money? You know, that's and, the thing. That's the thing, right? There is no process. We could spend the money. You know, it, it, like, it, go, it goes into the general fund. Yeah, and, going and, to the general fund. And, and if you have bills, you have an obligation to pay bills, and that can't be held against you. No. But, you know, but I didn't want to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Like saying, you know, this is a part of money. I have money all the time because we get federal money in. Mm-hmm. This is a part of money where I think, because, I mean, it's going to sound hard to believe, but, you know, I, I actually understand the plight of legislators. They, they you know, they got to win an election. They need things to say they did. Of course. So I said, like, okay, we're going to save this money. I want some stuff to do. I really wanted the last thing I think like with our money we, that we needed to do, I really want to get a golf course in St. Thomas up because we have to have a golf course in that premier, in premier destination. If we don't get one... Revitalize the mahogany run? Yeah. Okay. If that doesn't happen, if something, if they build over that, it will never have a golf course in St. Thomas. So mm-hmm. that's about 13 million. Other than that, I say, hey, you know, so I put aside the money. But, and I called them and I said, listen, this is what we need. We need 13 million for that. We need 6 million because we were buying... Uh, Caribbean Kidney Center, okay, from yeah. Doctor Gardner, yeah, right, because we we gotta have dialysis. dialysis, yeah, and and then so and then we needed. Uh, I said, you know what, guys, here's what we could do. We have this cash here. We could pay up all the tax returns. We gonna, if we do it before Christmas, we gonna get all our money back because people gonna go out and spend the money. And so this is this is from Epstein proceeds we're talking, right? Or, or all the Epstein proceeds that we different people. Mm-hmm. Then we have the vendors. If we pay the vendors, <laughs> they're gonna restock and they're gonna have money to buy shop and for people to be buying more things. Plus, they're gonna pay people, which is gonna make more money in the economy. So I had this discussion with them, and the fifty million dollars. I said, "Look, we have the credit already. Just put on an amendment saying we could use it for short-term cash issues." So now you understand, Neville, right? Mm-hmm. That we didn't really need to go talk to them because as long as I don't spend over my budget limit, which is nine hundred and something million, it's the beginning of the year. There is no problem. But it's just like when you're in your house, right? Like I, I run the government like how I run my house. When I save money, I have money that come out of my check that is just savings, my ten percent. Let's call it right. Mm-hmm. I don't touch that money unless I have to because everybody know once you go in your savings that money will never go back right so it can't be like a desperate situation so i have pools of money the 20 million in the rainy day fund we have some money uh we have some other money there for uh the 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 settlements all these settlements we have and then we have like uh, uh 
Ocean Point owe me like six million. Mm-hmm. They owe the government like six million, five, six million, right, right around there. That's a terminal, right? Yeah, yeah. from last year. Yeah. And I just been telling them, they got their own little issues. You know, hold on to it. Be good. Right? Mm-hmm. It's interest. It's, it's a nice interest rate to gain at it, too. <laughs> so it's like having the money in the bank, right? Yeah. So I brought him in and I said, let's, let's do this. And, you know, these so, are... So you have a heart is what you're saying? You know, yeah. It, it, like, it, it, this going to make it. You look good. I don't need to. I don't need to. You know, and I want to foster... But, but, but the issue is this, the $25 million <laughs> appropriation for retro. And the public announcement that only 10% of that was used to, to address retro. And I want the public to know, I... Got retro payments in December, you okay? Did. So I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't trying to be a hypocrite here. I, I get mine for my, for my work, my union days in education and AFT. So where is the other 90%? So it's like... The other 22 and a half million. So it's the same thing, right? It's an appropriation. Appropriation is just an authorization. A paper authorization. To spend. Yeah. There is no cash. The legislature write me a check for $25 million and say, hey, pay the people. Them. They don't know where the money coming from. They just see Jennifer tell them, okay, you know, the money going to be there. Just write the appropriation. They did. But we got, we end up having a lot of expenses come in and we didn't have the, we didn't have the cash. And, you, you know, then is when you got to make the decision. Who do you pay, right? Payroll first. You pay the vendors where you can, mm-hmm. payroll, and then you got to pay the vendors. You still got to give appropriations to the hospitals and waste management. Agencies. Yeah, yeah. the agencies you got paid out to. Because we know things are going to be brung till April because we're not going to get any huge set of money. So, well, yesterday, you know, uh, my my program is, is has a far reach. So, uh, one of my people them had me to know. You gonna make you gonna get a lot of grocery seats in January because there was a lot of spending in December. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, yeah. keep that keep that in mind, right? <laughs> <laughs> that 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 gonna be a nice little payment there towards the end of the month, though. So I want to tell you, yeah, that's like, a that's a January thirtieth payment. So I know I know the money coming. Right? So I'm not worried about money. What I'm worried about is my seniors have twenty percent inflation on them, right? Any little time I could get them some cash. That's all the retro people and stuff. I want to get them come cash. Why inflation so high here when inflation going down on the mainland? The lag's supposed to kick in now, no? Because the economy is on fire, so the demand for space, uh, for workers. If you get 3% unemployment, so let me show you how this happens. If you have 3% unemployment, that means that if I want to have people walking at my cash register in Pueblo who normally make $10, I got to pay them 15 mm-hmm. I have to keep paying people Till the impetus for them to get up off the couch. So this is a negative effect of a good economy. Yeah. yeah. It's to the point. So if I'm paying somebody to serve flip burgers, $15, well, then the burger got cost more. Because now, you know, that, that is odd to that. So that's the trickle up economics that's exactly. that going on. I like that. Right. Well, so I didn't just make up the people. And so if, if people want space, it's, um, in, <coughs> if to build space, Everybody, I, have, I put all this money, or we put all this money out for construction to buy new homes. You have all this construction going on. So if a contractor got 10 people waiting for a job, and, you know, Neville from the private sector, so he got money. He said, you know what? I'm going to pay you $100 for that $50 job. The new price is $100. The, the market. Exactly. The, mar- the market so has changed. It just puts pressure all the time um, for, for things. Credit is more expensive. So... But if, well, here's what we want, Governor. We want an even better relationship with you 
and the legislature and the judicial branch. We do, but pick up that phone and say, yo, this is what's going on. I don't want you to hear it out the road. You're hearing it from me. But you know what? The the two things. Like I believe I, I believe the, the Senate president was a general member back in the day. No, no, no. Um, Senate, Senator Francis, we work good. Like most of them, we work good together, right? Yeah. What happens is, you know this, when you get in the legislature, sometimes it gets to be a runaway train because there, there's a lot of point scoring. You're trying to get that song bite so you get covered in the press tomorrow. You're trying to say something quippy and smart that people are going to repeat. Well, that's, a, that's, that, that's something that, that Carl Knight would enjoy talking about. That's actually a... a a byproduct of the political structure we're in where everybody running against everybody. Everybody is running. Yeah. And then the other thing is, is that, you know, there is an expectation. And, you know, in my speech, I said a lot of people just enjoy the spectacle of politics, right? They want to see the commissioner and go up there and get grilled and they'll grill them. And, you know, that's not, that's not productive for the people of the Virgin Islands. So there's an expectation on legislators that they just, or are you just doing what a governor want? Well, the governor and you belong to the same political party, you know, and nobody explains that to people. It's like, I'm a Democrat, he's a Democrat. So when we do things, we do it for the benefit of the people. So you just, you just rubber stamp everything the governor wants. A, a question here, was the settlement money earmarked for specific use categories? No, and, and I, some I, of I, it. I told them no. And the person said, well, that's a shame. However, however, there was some conditions or, or things that we were advised to do to prohibit what happened in the past from happening again. Absolutely. So talk so, a little bit about that. So let's, let's semantics, right? Earmarked means that the legislature carved out money for this. When, what her name, uh, Attorney General Denise George yeah. counts was settling some of these things, I said to her, I said, listen, make sure in the settlement agreement you set aside money for specific things mm -hmm. so we just don't have a spending spree and we don't get stuff done. Mental illness, uh, making sure that we take care of victims and advocates for them. Mm -hmm. Justice, we need a building for justice. So there the, are things that are already protection from trafficking and child safety. All those things are already built in. The rest is brata. You could do what you want with that money. Mm -hmm. And we made sure we did it like that. So it's not earmarked, but the the I put aside the money like I was saying. So the legislature have things to spend. And I told them, I said, listen, don't do any more capital projects. We have too many capital projects. We build in everything. Mm -hmm. If you put something else to be built, it's never going to be, be built, and the money's going to sit there. So you want them to focus on policy? Yeah, and, and, and doing things like, I, I don't even know. It's like there's not much in the Virgin Islands right now that's not funded. And, and I'll tell you some of the things. Then. The mental behavioral health is not funded, and it's not funded at a, at a what's the right word, at an operational level. So we need more psychiatrists, more health workers, more case workers. We need more doctors, though, in general, for the medical profession. Right, so yeah. a psychologist is like $400,000 a year or something. So we need money there. But you don't get any credit for that when you run it. Oh, I put a psychologist in. Yes, Nobody cares. Yes, you know? Um, but that's, so, what, but that, that's my job, though. I have an obligation as a voice, along with the other voices, to educate the public as to how valuable that is. Right. It is. It, 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 the, the senator shouldn't have to articulate during a campaign 
well, you know, I did this um, as it relates to getting getting a, a specific. Remember, we had uh, certain areas in the medical profession where we didn't have right. physicians here. Physicians, so we need to, you know, we need to educate the public. I, I'll, I'll take part of that responsibility. You, you, That's our job. You've been there. You didn't. You've done a good job of, and you do a good job of explaining uh, what some of these things are. And it, it's like when you look. I, I, I often speak to legislators, and I say, listen to some of them. Just jump on my back, <laughs> right? Listen, we you, get... You, you, you label yourself lame duck back in December yeah, 2022, yeah. right? I go swim across the water. <laughs> I go face the shark them. But just I, jump I, I, on but, my back. But I just want to ask this question. You are sensitive to the fact that the senators have a contract called in 24 that you don't have. Yes. That's totally. very, very important. By showing you, yeah. right? You know, they, they get upset because I said a win. But... You know, you could win too. It's like you don't even realize you win it because if you're a Democratic senator and the governor passed something, do something, it's Democrats. And you never hear anybody say, us Democrats did it. Or, you know, all the stuff you say, all the road paving, anything that's going on, all the improvements. Jump, the so, so you're telling them, jump on it now then? Jump on my back, <laughs> like swimming across the ocean. Great conversation. You don't have a great conversation, right? Time to fly, you know what I'm saying? But we got a governor for the next hour. You here till ten, yeah, or you? Ten. Okay, okay, be good. Can you say eleven o'clock, please? So we got, we got, we got another hour. The governor. When we come back, we're gonna talk uh, energy, uh, recovery, and education. Got the governor here in the studio with us. A day and a half after the state of the territorial trust. Be back right after this. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters.